Nelson Alcoholic Addict. That's not my real name. That's my pen name that I use here at my anonymous sober newsletter, LOL Sober. Uh, this is going to be a long one, so buckle in. Um, I've been thinking a lot about the seven deadly sins recently because um, I was at a meeting a few weeks ago where some people mentioned the seven deadly sins, and there's a reference or two about the seven deadly sins in our sober literature, so it's like a part of sobriety uh, to a certain extent. I will be honest, I don't love the moments uh, in 12-step programs where it overlaps with organized religion. I mentioned before, I you know, just one small example is I don't say the Lord's Prayer at meetings. I choose to do a silent meditation of my choosing, which, you know, recovery allows you to do. Nobody <laughs> checks your, make sure your lips are moving on the Lord's Prayer. You can do it or not. Um, so I, I also, I don't get angry when people introduce religious stuff at meetings, um, as long as it's within reason. Um, and I think the seven deadly sins are within reason because, you know, it's just a forget the religious part of this for a second. It's just a pretty good list of things for me to watch out for, um, regardless of whether I go to church or read the Bible or not. So I thought today I would define and rank the seven deadly sins. Um, and before I rank them, though, I wanted to provide a quick little life hack that I learned at a meeting. Um, I can never remember what the seven sins are until I heard a guy say at a meeting once that the acronym PAGLES um, and how that helps him remember them. And it has helped me every day since then. Um, it's pride, anger, greed, gluttony, lust, envy, sloth. P-A-G-G-L-E-S. PAGLES. Um, so take that with you today. Um, I decided I decided to rank the seven deadly sins by the amount of harm they've done in my life. Um, and this is just one person's ranking. I'm sure it's different for everybody. One big thing that jumped out at me is how much overlap there is. It, it's um, I don't know exactly where the line between greed and gluttony can be. And I rarely have anger that isn't directly related to pride or envy or lust or any of the other ones. So they kind of all play in the same Paggles sandbox together. There's not a always a clean break between lust and envy, right? All right, so here's my rankings along with a quick definition of each one. I did I was on the Wikipedia page reading about them and it's just like really interesting historically references where they come up, where how they're defined in different places, authors that have written about one or more of the seven deadly sins. Um, so I, I used, I relied mostly on Wikipedia, which we all know Wikipedia is always 100% right. So <laughs> take that as a caveat. Uh, but I read the entire page. It's a pretty interesting read. Um, by the way, if you're interested, find it. Wikipedia, the, find the Wikipedia page for Seven Deadly Sins and give it a read. And when I read their definitions on Wikipedia, I felt comfortable with those definitions. They made sense to me. Um, I'm sure there's some quibbles with uh, various parts of that, but I thought it was a good baseline. So I am starting with the sin of the seven um, that has caused the least amount of damage. Uh, I will say, though, that as, as I ranked these and I settled on my number seven pick, um, I did make a note that all seven have been really painful and bad in my life at various points. So um, this is just a snapshot of my life right now. Um, and it feels a little, <laughs> it felt a little like if you broke all your arms and legs and then you decided that your broken left arm is your best broken bone of those four, you know, it's like they're all pretty bad. So, all right, without further ado, 
My number seven is greed, uh, and it's defined as an unhealthy desire for things, and usually that is an unhealthy desire for material goods. Uh, there's probably some greed in wanting six or seven girlfriends instead of one, uh, but that starts to drift into other sins, I think. So when I thought about greed, I am greedy, but not not in a way where I want lots of clothes or cars or even money. So I put this last. It's the least problematic sin in my life. And it was actually probably the easiest one of the seven to rank. Um, uh, I just I don't I, when I roll out of bed, I just I don't think I'm very greedy. And thank thank goodness. I don't know that I had it. It's not because I'm some moral upstanding person. It just uh, I guess my factory settings, that's the lowest one on the dial. The next six were a lot harder. <laughs> so at number six, I put envy. Envy is described as an insatiable desire, like lust and greed. Uh, and it involves coveting things from other people. Uh, it can be their house or their spouse, but it can also be the traits, abilities, or rewards you see in others. So envy and you know, Ted from accounting for getting that. Uh, for getting that promotion, or Ted from accounting just for being really smart, uh, really successful, or having a good-looking wife. I don't know. <laughs> that can be envy. I definitely have some envy almost every single day, um, but the Wikipedia page makes a point to describe envy in this context as not just a desire for things, but a malicious desire for those things. And I think that's a that's one level up from just like, oh, man, I wish I had that. Um so I, I do think I'm more like someone who says, damn, that's an awesome boat. I wish I had a boat. And that's kind of the end of it. Uh, I don't find myself spending too much time wanting to be someone else or steal their spouse or have all their stuff in a way that is like more than a passing thought. So thank God for that. Um, I will say that I I laugh because I, I one of my favorite slogans in sobriety is about how you should find people who have what you want. You know, that seems like envy, right? Like, isn't that, that's pretty much envy, I think. But it's not malicious desire, right? I think that's probably true. I actually find it, I find it to be helpful, uh, helpful envy, not malicious desire, um, if that makes sense. I don't know if that's an actual thing, helpful envy. Um, but because when I think about that phrase, I think about getting close with people who have what I want in a spiritual sense, I don't want to steal their serenity. I want to learn from it and like replicate it. And so it's been beneficial for me to learn from those kinds of people and try to model those behaviors in my life. But it is at least like 1% envy that gets me there. All right, number five, wrath. This is defined as uncontrolled anger, rage, sometimes hatred. Um, and my first thought was, my first thought was to put this one pretty high and then to put it at the very low end, and I ultimately settled on somewhere in the middle because I always have a rival or two or 15, some days 15 rivals, <laughs> uh, but it's in my head, and uh, I think, ah, oh, this person needs to be taught a lesson. This person shouldn't have said this, and now blah, 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 blah. You know how your mind races, and I do sometimes think, like, I should just stuff that guy in a locker, <laughs> you know, or beat that person up, and... uh you know, that used to be a solution for me as a younger, younger man is to like, well, let's just fight. And, but in this stage of my life, I don't actually do wrath. I, I might consider it for a second, but I don't get to a place where I feel rage or hatred. Hatred's a strong word. 
I don't actually want to stuff anybody in a locker. I haven't, I haven't, and I haven't come close, and I don't plan to. Um, oh my God, knock on wood, jeez. Um, so anyway, right now at this stage of my life, I put this a little lower because it is more of a passing thought than an actual thing that happens in my life. All right, number four, gluttony. This is overindulgence or overuse to the point of waste. Can't say I completely understand that part of it to the point of waste. I mean, I sort of get it, but um, this one could have been number, it could have been any number on here. It could have been seven or three or one, you know. In active addiction, it was number one, I think. I could not drink one beer or take two pills. I only had to take 50, uh, and more was always better. I would sometimes have a night where I didn't drink at all because I only had two beers in the fridge. Because, like, what's the point of two beers for somebody like me? You know, I wanted to get blasted, and it wasn't going to happen with two beers. And so, you know, that idea of, like, it's either zero or 25, nothing in between, that's pretty gluttonous. And I put it fourth right now, though, because I don't have nearly as much gluttony these days. My food habits aren't great, that's for sure. Food's a tough one, man. Um, you got to eat, right? Um, you just don't, maybe, maybe don't have to eat as much as I do some days in the grand scheme of things, you know, eating too many cookies every night. Is it the most pressing sin? No, not really. Um, and, but recovery has been really good at helping me know what's, what's too much, you know, in any aspect of my life. I'm not shy anymore about going to my sober network, which I, I actually did this uh, a year or two ago when I was struggling with caffeine where I'd be like, I said, you know, I've been drinking two two liters of Diet Coke every day for the past few weeks. Do you think that's bad? <laughs> the answer, by the way, yes, not good. That's a lot of soda, not the healthiest uh, food to be taken. It turns out, you know, two two liters is not the most physically healthy or spiritually fulfilling way for me to go through life. Stunning, stunning news. All right, number three is lust. Uh, it's often associated with directly with intense sexual desire, uh, but it it also can apply to anything you become obsessed with in an unhealthy way. So, alcohol, drugs, sex, uh, money, power, promotions at work, on and on and on. Um, I'm not going to get too deep into the sexual part of this. Nobody needs those thoughts dancing through their heads right now, I don't think. So, but yes, lusting after things from whether it's people or professional success or all the stuff in between, it's a huge problem in my life, in my head. Uh, I, I associate this with being absolutely obsessed with something, um, whether it's a person or not. And it's where you... I also, when I've been really lustful, I, I know I'm out of control, but I can't unplug from it. It just like takes over every ounce of me, and that's definitely been a part of my life, and it continues to be. So I put that number three. Number two, sloth. Uh, the definition of sloth was pretty muddy and hard to boil down in one sentence, but I did see in one spot, I saw it defined as a failure to do things one should do. I like that, you know, procrastination, that kind of thing. I always associate it with being lazy and procrastination, which also seems close to the right way to think about sloth. Um, I put this, um, I put this second, but there's lots of days where it's number one. Um, I catch myself saying, nah, I don't want to, 
you know, about a work project or I don't want to call that person back or I don't even want to get out of bed at a reasonable time. I just want to lay here. Um, I deserve it. And I settled on second because, you know, I have a good job. I do a lot with my kids. I go to the gym almost every day. I hit four or five meetings a week. I call. I have a sponsor and I sponsor people. So I have a pretty full life and I rarely actually blow off things anymore. So I think when I say I am slothful, it is more like I have a brain that is slothful. I have a lot of slothful thoughts. It's a great band name, by the way, Slothful Thoughts. Um, but I actually usually work my way into doing them, so couldn't really put this number one, but it is so regular. I mean, I feel like once an hour, I'm like, let me just let me just do let me watch TV instead of doing doing whatever I was supposed to be doing. So I think it's belongs at number two. All right, so number one. Um, do you know what is often considered the worst of all sins? Yes, pride is it, and it's number one on my list too. In fact, there's a lot of references I found over the centuries where people say they consider pride to be the mother of all the other sins. So it's like if you made a tree, you know, pride would be the um, sort of the tree stump where everything sprouts from. I found that in my own life, to be honest. You know, it's hard to think about lust or sloth or gluttony and not see pride wrapped up in there somewhere. And Pride is sometimes described as the opposite of humility. I really like that. Pride is the opposite of humility. It really stood out to me. Um, I think it's probably impossible to have 100% humility and 0% pride. I actually don't think I want to even try to have no pride whatsoever. I'm not sure what that would look like. I don't know if I want to try that out. Um, I've had moments where taking pride in something is important. And also moments when someone oversteps and wounds my pride and I actually, it sparks me to like create a boundary or stand up for myself in a healthy way. So, you know, pride serves a purpose, I think. But mostly, though, I do find pride is the incubation lab for pretty much all my resentments, all my lowest moments, all of my worst thoughts and actions. I've heard it described as alcoholics often have huge egos and low self-esteem. That's me. That's a great description of me. My pride goes up and down like the stock market. And, you know, actually the stock market's probably more stable than my big baby personality. I am a big baby most days. So that's it. That's my 2022 ranking of the seven deadly sins. I hope it sparks some interesting conversation, maybe some profound thoughts within each and every reader. But if it doesn't, that's fine. At a bare minimum, I bet you will be catch yourself saying paggles sometime in the future. So thank you for letting me share.